0: A katana in the background there.
1: I know, right? That's that was a right. gift from one of my students.
0: Really? Wow. Yeah.
1: Is it sharp? No, it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most of the time they're not sharp. They're just... Does it bother you? I can
2: remove it.
0: It's scary. I'm afraid that it might chop somebody up, all by it's lonesome. Yeah? Uh, it's, I tell you what. It's
2: got... intimidating. We're, we're very intimidated. No, you don't have to move it. Leave it there. No. <laughs> oh, he's got something else.
1: There you go. Searching it.
0: I like it. I put cert guns up there. Oh, there you go. Well, that's like good. It. Now we all have certs in the background. Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and
1: Clint Necro, Brought to you by Public Safety and Education and the Trigger Pressers Union. And now, your hosts...
2: Welcome to Meet the Pressers. My name is Clint Macro and this is my esteemed co-host, Matt Mallory. We're a show that talks about press and triggers, shooting, training. Uh, We get into a little bit of political activism. Uh, But today, we're gonna talk to a guest who is uh, very active with all kinds of different martial skills and works for a tremendous company that many of you may know. Matt, why don't you do the introduction?
0: Definitely. We have Michael Cramp. He is the VP for Century Martial Arts. He's the owner of Core Martial Arts and Fitness in Yukon, Oklahoma, and he's also a Brother in Blue a volunteer, or a reserve officer down in Oklahoma as well.
3: This episode is brought to you by Mantis. Mantis X helps shooters suck less. Meet the Pressers is sponsored by Next Level Training, Sabre Red, Cutting Edge Bullets, The USCCA, McLean Corporation, ASP, Custom Poker Chip Company, Common Sense Self-Defense, and T1 Ammunition. Meet the Pressers is also generously supported by these fine companies, ranges, and our Patreon members. Thank you.
0: Michael Cramp, tell us a little bit more about yourself, brother.
1: Well, I, uh, I work for a great company called Century Martial Arts um, for about 40 years. We've manufactured martial arts goods, everything from the belts that kids wear, uh, uh, their uniforms, sparring gear, and over the years we've evolved as MMA and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu has evolved. We've gone along with that, and so we've created additional uniforms and additional training equipment for that side of the that side of the business. Most recently, uh, within the last two years, we, we've become more involved with the combatants uh, part of martial arts, which is you know adult training. And we're, we're learning that adult training is completely different than the stuff that we've been involved with uh, in the past. And so in addition to my other duties with Century, I right now run our international sales and uh, sporting goods and e-commerce, they've kind of plopped this on my plate and said, well, you're a martial artist, and you shoot, and you're a cop, and perfect. You run with this. And so uh, that's my, that's my mainstay. That's what I do eight to ten hours a day. And then as soon as I leave here, I head to my school, and I teach for three hours. And then on the weekend, I serve as a reserve police officer for Union City so i i stay pretty busy my girlfriend yeah. doesn't see me much
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> definitely sounds like right reminds me of the uh, back when i was doing martial arts as a kid century right that's that's the stuff that's the uniform the belts all that stuff was yeah. was in my childhood so it's uh rem- <clears throat> reminisce when i met you and we got talking back at shot show
1: yeah that's exactly right yeah that shot show was rough on me man i got the shot show crud day one hour one
0: Oh,
2: <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: And then you got it spanked out of you some at some point there too, right?
1: That's right.
2: <laughs> you were that there might for end that. up
0: on the show. I we oh, were that there. Might. For
2: that. I, I think I have footage of that. Yes, you do. I, I definitely have Mike Mike getting smacked.
0: Ah! Oh geez. Yeah, good times though. Most definitely. So the the um, the evolution of the company and how it's how it's moved forward. What, what kind of struggles? What kind of things have you have you seen or had a, had to deal with with trying to make that bridge from from uh, young kids to adults and in the adult learning aspect? Anything specific?
1: And the word bridge is such a perfect word for that because I mean, there's a fissure actually. I mean, if you look at how Century is being taken serious, you know, in the adult world and you know where we're at. You you got to rattle some cages to explain to people where we're we're you've got to understand where you're at to understand where you're going, mm-hmm. and you can't just make that leap and say well I'm gonna jump over that fissure. You have to you have to build a pontoon bridge across that fissure you know and yeah. and you do it in baby steps and you do it by making sure that you've got the right people using your equipment and you're bringing the right you know spokespeople in and influencers, uh, but most of all you're building the right equipment and we've never really done that when it comes to adult martial arts. Um, and we're starting to get better at it. Um, one, of the, one of the big eye-openers was uh, we've recently uh, acquired a company called Gameness, and Gameness is very well-known in BJJ. And uh, Chris Horner, who, who traditionally owned that company, and he's come on now as a VP as we've acquired that, um, he is now working with us on the legitimacy of, of Century's name in adult combatives. And, and when we look at com- combatives as a whole – it's a big, it's a big pot. There's all kinds of things in there. You've got Jeet Kune Do, you've got um, Krav Maga, you've got um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And then we all started talking and I was like, you know, shooter, shooting is a martial art. You know, shooting is a big piece of this. I get on a plane and I fly up to Seattle to sit down with our good friends at CERT. You know, we had not, not even met each other. They were like, why is Sentry coming to visit us? And I was, kind of plopped down and we started talking and and it was literally like a Reese's uh commercial, you know, peanut butter your and chocolates and chocolate. my yeah, peanut, butter. <laughs> peanut butter. Yeah, you chocolate. got your chocolate and my like, no, you got your peanut butter and my chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he was like I was like, how do we get into all of these areas that you are involved in? And and Hughes and Britt were like, we want to be in schools, you know, we want cert to be used in in uh, you know, a sterile atmosphere where where martial arts schools can begin to safely teach pistol craft Perfect. or at least use yeah. the CERT pistol in a way that is more realistic than a blue gun would be. Yeah. And so that was a life changing meeting. After that, we came back and we got to work. Um, we've actually done some programming with the CERT guys to where they flew down and they, I think, filmed about 21 videos uh, for our, our, we have an online uh, drills platform called madrills.com. And it's what school owners use to log in to pull down, you know, drills. I mean, hey, I'm having class tonight and I want to do, you know, breaking guard or, or whatever. They can go in and download certain drills to help incorporate into their curriculum for that night. That's great. Yeah, or for that, that class week or whatever. And so they did about 21 drills using the CERT pistol. And those are gonna be out on that MA drills platform later on. Our long-term goal is a guy by the name of Mario Morris. He's a reserve deputy and owns a company called Core Protective Solutions. I actually went to the police academy with him. He developed the entire school curriculum with CERT. And so the idea is eventually for any martial arts school that wants to add an ancillary program for self-defense They could incorporate how to, I mean, literally soup to nuts, how to, how to teach people how to shoot just using the Serp pistol. So um, that curriculum is not launched yet, but we're, we're still refining it. That's That's awesome. That's all, that's all the stuff that we're working on right now. And, and I'm telling you, the bridge is important. We just came out with our third revision of our combatives catalog. We filmed, or we didn't film, we photographed everything out on uh, a shooting range down in Texas. And so all of our equipment that we're using, you know, from doing ground and pound stuff on, with some some grappling dummies to stress drills where they're they're dragging our versus bags and working on hitting that steel. Um, we merged those two worlds together very well for this latest catalog that's going to be hitting around July.
0: Yeah, you guys have a lot. I didn't realize how much stuff I'm, I'm looking at the website now. I, I was pretty surprised at how much stuff you guys have up there for products. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and
1: most of it's still traditional martial arts. And and I don't think that in one of the, the conversations we had yesterday is, hey, look, we're not going to change who we are. You know, right. the fact is that if Century's brand is still not the awareness isn't happening, we're gonna use our gameness brand to get out there because that is obviously being taken seriously. Yeah. Our our next big step is is really identifying the shooting academies that have self-defense and Krav Maga schools mm-hmm. across the country where There's a competitor that does very well with them and and getting in there. And, and again, working with cert to where we've got a a product selection that makes sense for that school. And it, and it identifies every piece of equipment that you may need from a blue gun to the cert gun, to tie pads, to tombstone shields, whatever.
0: It it totally makes sense to be able to take, take everything that, Is going on out there and trying to get into each one of those markets you're not spreading yourself too thin but you're basically you've got a mainstay you've got a base kind of like what Clint and I do with the show here right and we both are instructors that's what we do full-time and we came together with a marketing arm that basically gets us out to more masses in what we're doing
1: I'm Michael
2: Bain and I'm here on meet the pressers with Matt and Clint because you know those guys
0: are just plain cool
1: well, you know, they, every year we work with Krav Maga Universal and now Century is a sponsor of this Crop Camp. That's it's an awesome. international Krav Maga Camp where people come, well, I mean, we've got people who come from Italy and South America, and I understand South America's not a country, by the way. It's so, um, <laughs> not? I'm, I'm just, glad you
2: clarified that, because my 11-year-old would have package
1: all the countries wrong. there. <laughs> uh, but they come from all over the place, and and we train, it's literally about 50-50. It's it's, uh, 50% shooting, live fire, um, and 50% combat. all done outside. And if, if you really wanted a great example of exactly where century is going and, and, and where just where training is going, that's a great example. Ernie Kirk is, is the founder of Krav Maga universal. And, uh, he's got another guy who's really great named Paul Landreth Smith. Now, Paul is a, uh, He's a former U.K. SWAT officer. They don't call it SWAT over there, but not everyone that's a police officer in, in you know, in the U.K. gets to carry a, a firearm. Right? You have to be elite to be able to do that. And then they use you for various purposes on anti-terrorist task force, et cetera. Well, he's migrated over here and lives in Round Rock, Texas. And he's got now a company called Elite. I think it's Elite Shooting. I think that's what it is. And their academy is is very much like what we're talking about. They have a, they have a greater focus on the shooting side and less on the hand-to-hand stuff, mm-hmm. whereas Krav Maga is more hand-to-hand, and then shooting is a piece of that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but Paul is awesome. He teaches all the firearm stuff while we're over there at camp, and it ranges from beginner to advanced stuff, um, you know, moving and shooting and all that other stuff. Um, but a lot of stress drills in there. Everything's about stress. Can you yeah. get that gun out and can you start putting rounds on target? So,
0: yeah, it's people don't get that. I'll usually associate it with hunting. You know, I'll have people, how many people hunt. They put their hands up in the class, be like, you know, is any of your deer ever shooting back at you? No. <laughs> any, you know, any of your deer on drugs? No. Okay. So though there is a thing called buck fever, it's a little different than audio exclusion, time dilation, loss of dexterity, tunnel vision, adrenaline dump, and bullets whizzing by your head. So, though you're a good hunter, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be able to 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 get into a gunfight and and not have all that uh, crap hit fan.
1: Yeah, a matter of fact, one of the uh, programs that we started over at my school is. Um we call it cornerstone and it's a, uh, it's play on words, obviously with core martial arts, but one of the cornerstone pieces of your training as a police officer should be able, you should be able to defend yourself regardless of where you're at, what you have and who you're fighting. Right. Mm -hmm. Because if you said, well, I'm only good with a gun, then the moment that that gun gets taken away from you, you're toast. If you say, man, I'm just great on the ground. And you know, I really don't like to shoot, you know, guess what? You may have to pull that gun out, hesitate and get your ass shot. Um, and then there's that flip side of it, which is if, if you're not training as a police officer, if you're not putting time on the mat or on the range, um, then you've, you've lost the initiative, right? So I don't know about you, but when we go out, we try to stay away from saying, stay safe, you know, because we don't get paid to stay safe. We get paid to be out there and be dangerous. And, and we want the criminal element to fear us to a certain degree. Yeah. And I know that a lot of the good citizens of certain cities and counties don't like to fear their police officers. We don't want them to be afraid of us. Just I'll a pull the cat case. out of a tree. But if I pull somebody over who, who looks like they could be a dangerous element, I want I want to make sure that I cast a, you know, a shadow of fear yeah. that I can be more dangerous than that person. Cops don't train, though. Well, yeah. I say cops. Many cops don't train. So what we did with Cornerstone is we said any cop or active-duty military personnel – come to core, you get to train for free. I'll provide all of your equipment for you, you know? And so we've had a lot of guys come and, and take us up on it. Uh, one of my instructors over there is actually my captain, uh, at UCPD. His name is Johnny Noteboom. You'd like Johnny. Johnny is a, uh, he's, he's a former Marine was active duty out in Afghanistan, uh, was in a, a, a pretty serious battle out there called Sangin. I think I pronounced that right. Um, and he is a black belt in uh, uh, the Marine Corps martial arts program. And he is so phenomenal with getting cops in there to train that otherwise wouldn't, that it's transformative. These guys come in and, and some of them are fat, you know, so you, some of them can't get out of the car fast enough to engage a criminal element. And now they're getting in shape and, you know, they're, they're, they're getting deadly, which is what we want them to do. Sure. Well, that,
0: that reaction time, that, that lag in the decision making process, is, is is even more detrimental, even more, uh, even slower when it comes to weight and you know what you eat and you know how energetic your body is and stuff. So that that's something that I noticed when I went to DT instructor school. I had to do a PT test to get in, two week long course PT test to, to graduate, and it was uh, I was thirty pounds heavier heavier than I am now. And I had to start running again and I lost 30 pounds and I just realized, you know, that, that I'm, I feel awake again when back in my military military days I was. And as you get older, you think that it's just, I'm getting old, but some of it's also excessive weight in your body, just being, you know, trying to keep up with you, keep up with everything you're doing every day. It's exhausting when you're carrying extra weight around. So.
2: Yeah, I did a, I, I did an extreme close quarters class with Rob Pincus a couple of years ago and,
0: and yeah.
2: it was a, uh, I've trained with Rob a number of times and and lots and lots of firearms training, but this was my first kind of foray into unarmed tactics and, and, you know, perhaps recognizing maybe it's not a good idea to get the gun into the conversation if I'm at this proximity, that kind of thing. and. It kicked my ass, dude. I was just beat. And I I remember, actually, at the, the final simulation he ran us through, uh, quite honestly, all I was thought in my head is, I'm gonna shit my pants in front of all these people right now, <laughs> was, that was the thing I remember. But, but afterwards, we were doing our debrief. And, and uh, you know, I said, you know, I'm really, really shocked at how winded I am and how out of shape I am. And Rob simply said, we'll fucking do something about it, dude lose some weight. And, you know, taking on that responsibility, you know, we, a lot of times people who are the family first responders work so much with a tool, whether it's the gun or a knife or whatever, but we have to be well-rounded, man. As I said earlier, you know, what, what if you don't have that tool with you or what if you can't access it? What if you're in a place that you're not allowed to have it? If you truly want to be your family first responder, you got to be well-rounded and that's why I think some of the mixed martial arts things and then incorporating guns into it and a little bit of knife here and there, I think, is very prudent for human beings to, you know, master as much of those skills as they can so that they have a level of competence that they could employ any of those tools or just use the hands to defend themselves or their loved ones.
1: Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned the well-rounded thing. So, it, it, you know, Matt is a friend of mine on Facebook. I don't know if you are, but we will be. Yeah, um, we will be. yeah it's just done. This is done. We're going to be friends.
2: We just became friends right now. (laughs) Just
1: like this. So I post train, train, lift, shoot, train, lift, shoot, train, lift, shoot. If you do those three things, then you're going to be, you're going to be well-rounded. It's impossible not to. And, you know, you need to be, uh, I say, you know, you lift every day. You should have some kind of physical activity every day, getting in shape. Some people are runners. That's fine. You know, I've had two ACL replacements, Um, LCL work on my left knee. I'm not a runner, but I still get on the elliptical and I still put in two miles a day. I, I love to lift, though. Lifting is my physical activity outside of that. And so when I say lift, it's really physical fitness, right? As far as your training, your training is whatever you're doing to stay dangerous. You know, going to the gym and throwing weights around is not the same thing as going into a gym and throwing people around. Yep. You know, when people have a boat, I, I, wish, that, I wish that bad guys – would just say I give up. It would be so great if they, if the vote that they had was always, no matter what, they're going to respond to what you want them to do. But as Matt was saying, you know, they're on drugs, they are uncooperative. Maybe they don't trust police, and as a result, they're guarded by that, and so they're non-compliant. We've got a lot of people who are real far right that anybody in a uniform it bothers them, you know. And we've got somebody in our local township that is like that, so we've got to handle him with. Ten- kid gloves but you know the training aspect is an important piece of what you're doing and then shooting so i say lift daily uh, or train daily lift weekly and shoot monthly if you can get those three things in as far as like where i'm at with it uh you know some people are going to be better at some things than the next you do not mm-hmm. have to when you say be well rounded in combatives and shooting it does not mean you've got a pie graph and you divide it into three quarters in each. Oh, I agree completely.
2: I, I agree completely. Yeah, we're yeah, each going to so, have our own kind of niche and our strengths. Yep. Yeah. But and, and if we the, don't realize our competency with any one of those pieces of pie, then we're not ever going to be we're not ever going to be confident to be able to use that skill set. Others. Sure. Sure. And even if I know that I'm not so good at grappling. Well, at least I know if I've done it, I had some training. If I have no other choice but grappling, I can confidently go into it and say, all right, I'll give it my best.
1: Yeah, the mind can't go where the body hasn't been. Yep. And, and so so if you've been on that mat even one time, you've built a file folder in your brain. And when it happens, your, your brain flips through and says, I, I recognize this. It's almost mm-hmm. like when you walk into a room that's completely black, uh, you turn on the light switch, you get a glimpse of everything in that room, and you turn it off. You know what? You've already taken a picture of what's in that room. Even if it's the first blush, you've never been in that room before. Right. You could probably say, I think that there's a lamp on the table and this and that. And that's how our brains engage during a combative session. Uh, you know, whether or not it's voluntary when we're training or it's involuntary because it's just erupted in front of us. Yep. But I, I'm not the best shooter on the planet. Matter of fact, I suck compared to my friends. You know, I mean, I sometimes I get embarrassed to go out there, but I make myself because... I know where I lack in that competency. They're going to help me, right? They're going to they're going to pull me along and they're going to help me get better. And just the times that I've been with like Mario Morris, who runs that shooting academy, or I spend time with Johnny out there, uh, I get just a little bit better. But you know what? They lack some competencies as well inside sure. inside the mat, and so I'm helping them with that. That's my strength. And even within that strength, there are subdivided strengths. Like for instance, combatives is. You know weapon takeaways it's uh fighting standing up it's being on the ground well i don't like to be on the ground too much anymore i used to be my thing when i did mma but again you know i've torn my groin lcl two acls just had my second shoulder surgery it f-ing hurts you know it hurts to train on the ground so my thoughts are i want to be up as much as i can whereas another guy I may love to be on the ground. He gets his ass kicked when I spar with him. And so, you know, we, we do need to be well-rounded, but some pie pieces can be bigger than others as long as those pie pieces are still in your pie.
2: Sure. And, and you know, I, you guys coming at it from a law enforcement aspect, it's going to be looked at differently than me as a civilian. But ultimately, we need to look at what we're most likely going to need to use, what's most, most probable. Right on. And then that's where we focus. So like when I teach my gun, my gun classes, it's both hands on the gun at full extension. Let's get lots of hits onto high center chest as quickly as we can. But then we'll do shooting from concealment, from cover. We'll give that experiential training. We might not get a a whole ton of reps at shooting from a compromised shooting position under a car, but like you said, if they get to experience it once or twice on the range, they can draw from that if they do find themselves in that position. Yeah, those, but those, as law yeah. enforcement, you're probably going to need to use many more martial skills than I will because I'm not in the position that you are as a law enforcement officer. I, I run away
1: from the bang bang. I, I train differently. We, my, at my school, we train a ton of civilians. And so with them, we teach a little bit differently. We have to, you know, you identify the people that are in that class and you can immediately tell who's who. But we're trying to teach our, our civilian concepts of damage and escape stop hanging around. If you have to put hits on target, get to a safe place, then call the police or do whatever mm-hmm. you got to do or damage that person hard enough to get away with cops. We can't do that. We can't run away after we right. shoot the right. person or Detain that we put them down on the ground. So we, we do both con- concepts of civilian and custody control type stuff mm-hmm. um, over at the school, but it, it is a leap. You know, you got to know who you're talking to and how you're training them. Yeah. Verbal yeah.
0: judo, verbal judo on the street. Definitely can help. I think that's a that's a lost uh, lost art these days. I know a way you can shoot better. Three Trend. three of well, three of our sponsors can help with that: Mantis X, mm-hmm. Cert, and Shooter Technology Group. Yeah. yeah, that, that, yeah, I need to spend the time
1: doing
2: that. <laughs> well, you you even had mentioned, you know, you shoot once a month and, and that's, if that's what all the people can get to the range, well then fine. You know, you need to do what you can. I wrote an article for personal defense network talking about alternative ways that we can train every single day. And, and yeah, there is value to be had from just dry firing your gun against the wall, but there's so many products like the cert pistol. Uh, obviously you see the value in that incorporate that into your, into your martial arts training. You can, Get tons and tons of trigger reps in a in your house. perfectly. Yeah, I will
1: say that the cert gun changed everything about how I train. So when I yeah. say shoot, I mean live fire exercise. I train with that cert gun almost daily, and I, it's either draw stroke or you know putting that dot on the target. Mag changes. I work those constantly, yeah. um, and it's that has improved my response time, you know, a lot when we've been out on the range. Um, with me, I'm I'm still i guess i there's still that lack of confidence sometimes when i get out there um because i want to do better than i think i'm capable of yeah you, you know what i'm yeah. saying it's like yeah. or you've ever confidence Where yeah. well, you think that you're better than you actually are right yep. so i i get out there and and my guys are going dude you're fine what what are you worried about you're you're hitting you' you know you're doing everything you're supposed to do why do you have this lack of confidence and so it's just a matter of reps. You said it over, over and over again. If you put in that time, you will no longer confidence and ego are two different things. Yep. Confidence sure. comes from all the reps and, and having that experience.
2: So. Well, get it, getting those reps builds those neural pathways and that myelinization in the brain to where you just run the gun more intuitively. So you, it's like you don't even recognize all the little subtle things that you're doing when you first start to shoot. You're just driving the gun out and you're getting hits on target. Yeah, <laughs> I overanalyze.
0: Well, and that's stuff yeah. that you can, you can control that you you're learning that stuff ahead of time for the things that you can't control. When you actually get into the, the crap hits the fan, you can't control the weather or where they're going to attack you. It's not like an MMA fight where you got a, uh, you know, an, a, um, ref keeper, a ref there, a timekeeper, a, a fence around you and a time saying stop or, Oh, Nope, you're hurting him too bad. Hang on. We're going to reset you here. <laughs> I, I watched so the video. You
1: that. It's like uh, when uh, when I'm teaching a self defense course or I'm, I'm I've got a seminar, a long, a lengthy seminar. I always start with, "All right, I think that there are 53 rules in the UFC, and your job is to break every single one of them in a in a physical confrontation." I think it's Tim Larkin that said, "When violence is the answer, it's the only answer." All of those things mm-hmm. need to go by the wayside. So,
0: war is chaos. Chaos is unpredictable, right? Absolutely. Or chaos is why I forget that statement, but yeah, you, you get the gist of that. I watched uh, uh, years ago. I see, yeah, years ago I seen um, it was Tito Ortiz and I think uh, Hoist Gracie, and they were just they're wrestling around, and, and Hoist got him into a into a move, and, and this was just like teaching students. This wasn't even a, a, a match, an MMA match, a UFC, and uh, he ended up getting him to some submission hold, and and Tito tapped, and Royce go, or Royce goes. What what are you tapping for? This is this is real life. You can't tap out of out of a real fight. (laughs) It was funny. Well, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned Gracie. So, uh, going back to the connection between shooting and combatants
1: and how those two worlds have combined, um, Gracie has been the Gracies have been real active with uh, with law enforcement now. Yep. And so they're teaching how to you know take control of somebody while they're in a vehicle and get them out safely joint lock maneuvers and all that stuff. But they're also partnering with various shooting schools so they can do that 50-50 split like what I talked about where you spend time out on the range and then you spend time on the mat. And so they're blending those combatives because it's all the same thing. They're two sides of the same coin. There's a guy here in Oklahoma called, his name is Troy Fulbright. And he recently uh, has, I think it's the second or third year that he's partnered with the Gracies. They come down and not only do they you know, do they do um, all the combative stuff on taking jujitsu and making it work as a civilian, right? You don't have to do mm-hmm. be black belt and BJJ right. to learn this stuff, but they're also spending time out on that range and they go ahead and they they do their black belt testing as well if they can fit that in. Well, Century uh, was the sponsor of that this last time. So right. the last Gracie black belt uh, test that occurred happened here um, at the century facility we've got a massive facility here by the way we've got uh, what i would consider as a golds like gym you know or a lifetime fitness type gym of weights of which i i don't use here uh, i can't work out here on this facility people come and want to talk to me and shit so i have to get off <laughs> campus
2: yeah go. it's like if, if you're on the board of the sportsman's club you can never go to the sportsman's club and enjoy it yeah <laughs> no uh,
1: you just can't do it and you know uh, our, the owner of our company, Mike Dillard is in, it, I mean, he's probably one of the most active martial arts and artists, artists in the building. And, you know, he's in his mid sixties and, uh, he's in that gym all the time and he wants to talk to you and you got to stop and you got to talk to Mike. Yeah. Kind and of it's important. Like, I want to stop. I want to lift, you know? Yeah. And so I go off campus, but we've got a massive, uh, matted gym for very, you know, combatants. We do Jeet Kune Do in there. They do Taekwondo. And then we've got another BJJ room. And so we've always got something going on here that's martial arts related on our campus, but we held that, uh, Gracie black belt test here, um, not too long ago. And of course they all went out to the range and shot with Fulbright and, and did all their combative shooting out there, um, later on on the weekend. So, uh, you know, it's kind of cool that we were able to be a part of that as awesome. we weighed into this. Very cool. So hey, I, you guys I,
0: know who Tim Kennedy is?
1: Yes. We know Tim Kennedy. I'm kidding. Hey, he as uh, one of the other initiatives that Century is doing. We've got our martial arts super show um, every year. And we're going to he's going to be hosting his uh, sheepdog response three day seminar at our martial arts super show. Mm, awesome. So, yeah. So we're, we've are we got him coming in as well or his staff, depending on whether or not um, he's active duty military personnel. So he may be called away. But mm. the goal is to have him there um, working with us and and blending those combatives.
2: Part of being a family first responder is having the ability to respond. It's difficult to do if you're sick. Wash your hands. Wash your hands often. Avoid unnecessary contact with your face. Advise your family to do the same thing. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Meet the Pressers.
1: CenturyMartialArts.com and Gameness.com. And those are the two brands that, that we're working to go you know, to market with and, and really take a, a bigger piece out of the pie for adult training, right? Train, lift, shoot. That's what I got to say.
0: Love it. And oh. I was about ready to stay, stay safe, stay safe, but stay dangerous. Stay dangerous.
2: <laughs> Thanks okay. for coming on the show. It was an honor.
0: Yeah, man. Absolutely. Love you guys. There's a lot of sponsors to make this show possible, like Mantis. Make sure you check them out and give them your business.
3: This episode is brought to you by. Mantis. Mantis X helps shooters suck less. Meet the Pressers is sponsored by Next Level Training, Saber Red, Cutting Edge Bullets, the USCCA, McLean Corporation, ASP, Custom Poker Chip Company, Common Sense Self-Defense, and T1 Ammunition. Meet the Pressers is also generously supported by these fine companies, ranges, and our Patreon members. Thank you.
1: Thanks
2: for watching the show.
0: Make sure to subscribe, click the little bell, like, comment, follow, and share. And you can also support us on Patreon, host us to teach a course at your location or come to our location and take a course.
2: Until next time. Adieu.
0: Adieu. (laughs) Adieu.
2: Thank you for watching Meet the Pressers.